With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spend some time in the country. Live from Ontario and heard around the world. Welcome to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories to great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. It's a big show in store, and it's the first episode of In the Country for 2016. Thanks for tuning in. On the show from B.C., it's the Washboard Union. We'll hear their brand-new song called Maybe It's the Moonshine. We'll chat with Stetler, Alberta's Domino. They're here to play a song from their album, Ghost. And Ontario's Amy Rose is going to drop by. Always a fun time talking with her. And her song is a brand-new one called One of These Days. This is In the Country with Dave Woods. Where country music gets up close and personal. My pleasure now to welcome to the show from British Columbia. It's the Washboard Union. Their latest album is called In My Bones, featuring the big hit song and the video, Maybe It's the Moonshine. Uh, the group is made up of David Roberts, Chris Duncombe, and Aaron Grain. Joining me on the line, David and Chris. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. So great to have you here on In the Country. This is our first episode of 2016, so a uh, blast to have you here. Glad to be on the first episode. Now, the current single, uh, as I mentioned off the top, maybe it's The Moonshine, is doing so well for you guys. Tell me about the song and, and the success of it right now. Well, you know what? Um, the fact that country radio plays our music in the first place, we're always blown away by. So uh, we're really excited about Maybe It's The Moonshine. The interesting thing about that, that song, um, we had such an incredible time recording In My Bones. We were down in Nashville uh, working with our producer, Trey Bruce, um, and we got to record the entire uh, album at um, RCA Studio A, which is such a legendary place, and there's so many ghosts in those walls. You think back to the fact that studio was built for Chet Atkins in 1954, that Dolly Parton had recorded in there, that Brian Wilson had recorded in there, and so many more. It, it mm -hmm. just kind of those ghosts found their way into our music, I think, um, both country and not country. Um, Maybe It's the Moonshine was a song we literally wrote less than 24 hours before walking through the doors at RCA. We went down to Nashville with a whole bunch of songs, um, but Trey was is so avid about us being uh, you know, on our game and writing right up until the moment we walked in that Maybe It's the Moonshine was actually a tune written in a really small house outside of Nashville with a couple of our pals named One Arm Train. And it just kind of came really easy and, and made us feel great, and it seems to be what what people are um, resonating with. It's just that feeling of, you know, you got to get mm -hmm. away. And we're so happy that people are enjoying that song. That is so awesome. Just one of the great songs off of In My Bones, produced by the great Trey Bruce, and he has worked with uh, all the big names in Nashville. Yeah, he sure has. That, that cat is connected. Uh, his family is uh, steeped in, in traditional Nashville musical uh lifestyle he's actually from memphis himself but uh he relocated there oh, wow. years and years yeah. ago and uh he's really established himself there his dad wrote mama don't let your baby grow up to be cowboys <laughs> Not I mean, bad come on <laughs> yeah <laughs> the great ed bruce that's right one and only i know ed bruce is an artist and of course that song is uh legendary wow we have so much to discuss on the show. I want to get to all of it, including a, a great version you guys do of an Eagles song. And, and, you know, this month a little more meaningful with the, the passing of Glenn Fry. But let's talk right now about how it all began, because this was cool to read in your bio. It was a 1920s Tudor-style mansion that all three of you that eventually became the Washboard Union first kind of started making music together. 
Yeah, and I'll tell you, it goes back a little bit further than that. It goes back to Aaron and I being 14 years old, and our parents started to date. My dad started dating Aaron's mom when we were 14 years old. So Aaron and I have been together um, since then. We got our driver's licenses together, went to college together, broke up with girls, (laughs) you know, crying on each other's (laughs) shoulders. We've been around a a long time together. And so um, when we got to Vancouver and finally got to meet the uh, illustrious David Roberts, um, that that house was such an anomaly that a bunch of, you know, haggard musicians were living in this mansion in the west side of Vancouver. Um, it was just such an incredible place to make music and to live. There was a whole whack of us living there. My goodness, isn't that interesting? And so how much longer after that when you guys, when two of you, of course, knew each other, Chris and Aaron, and then David joined in, when did the Washboard Union become a group? Well, I guess, um, I mean, we've been playing together for years and years. I know uh, Chris and Aaron have been playing together since they met each other. Um, And then when I moved into the house, uh, it was just kind of a natural fit. We'd end up in the living room, light a fire, and and play some songs. And it kind of grew out of that. Um, We we kind of started playing uh, some early uh, 40s and 50s country music, and we're just kind of really getting into that and really enjoying it. And... uh, that stuff we kind of all grew up on. Chris really grew up on that kind of stuff. So it was kind of natural that we started playing that, and it just kind of progressed. And then next thing you know, everybody in the house is kind of playing in this little group we have. <laughs> <laughs> Whether they wanted to or not. They, right. <laughs> you know, a seven-piece needs some players. So um, we just kept playing and playing, and then we kind of uh, formed this little group, uh, and it was originally called... Um, run GMC as just kind of a, a go-to name. And we played some shows, and uh, it wasn't really until uh, a fellow named Garth Richardson got involved that um, it kind of got serious on the um, on the musical business end of things. So he got involved, and he really enjoyed the band, and he said, hey, let's bring you guys in the studio, do some recording. We did that. Um, mm-hmm. And then his partner, Bob Ezrin, got involved, and we actually got brought into the studio and we got dropped, uh, parachuted into the studio, and we spent a few days with uh, the magical Bob Ezrin, who you uh, all know have, has done pretty much everything in music that hasn't been done. He's done mm-hmm. it. Um, and we spent two days with him in the studio, and that was a real lesson working with uh, the master, that's for sure. So from that, that uh, yeah. Washboard Union kind of grew. We didn't really have a name when we, when we started off, so we went through a whole host of names. Some of them I can't even mention right now. <laughs> most, of <them. laughs> most of the names we couldn't mention. And then uh, it just kind of came out of the woodwork. Uh, Washboard Union seemed to be a natural fit. So it's amazing how uh, a band name can, can come up and, how, of course, how many you go through that don't work and uh, until, until you find one. It's uh, quite a process. It wasn't until I saw it on a T-shirt. They, they did up like a mock T-shirt with the logo on it. Right. And then it, all of a sudden we just looked at it and went, oh, yeah, there it is. You know, like it's been there all the there time. Is was the perfect yeah. name. And and people say that to us when uh, when we meet them for the first time. It's just like, yeah, that's a perfect name for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how that works. And, and David, you play al- along with the washboard, harmonica, guitar, and mandolin. So you're uh, pretty much big in the instruments. Yeah, well, we all play a lot of instruments. Uh, we all switch off. But that washboard is kind of, uh, that's a job for life now for me. So I'm kind of like the shop steward <laughs> of the band. I uh, I carry the, I, I carry the washboard. I can't get fired, and uh, you know let's keep it going. That's right. There. <laughs> no, that's uh, it. Was always uh, kind of sitting the around the corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was always uh, sitting around in the corner. So uh, we had a lot of guitar players at one point. It was kind of a little dangerous on stage. So uh, there were so many guitar necks. I, I thought I needed something to protect myself with. So I grabbed that <laughs> washboard and kind of stuck with me ever since. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, let's turn to that song that we've been talking about, uh, the brand new one out there. Uh, When we come back, we'll talk a bit about the video as well, which is on CMT and uh, online. People can check out. Uh, The song is Maybe It's the Moonshine. Let's hear it now from the Washboard Union here on In the Country.
And that's the latest song and a huge hit for my guest, the Washboard Union. It's called Maybe It's the Moonshine here on In the Country. Along with being a great song, there's a video to go with it that is so uh, great to watch. Tell me about the video shooting this. You you guys have done a few of these now. Uh, I'll start with you, Chris. Are videos fun, or is it a lot of uh, hurry up and wait? Well, I don't know that we're seasoned enough at it yet to make a call. (laughs) They've all been so different. Uh, The first one was... Um, was actually shot by the same guy who shot Maybe It's the Moonshine, uh, our good friend of our name, uh, Stefan. And he uh, followed us around in the RV the very first time we did Midnight Train, which was just literally an afternoon and a case of beer and a couple cameras. Um, but this one was a lot of fun. Someday was a great time. I had a good time with that video, and, and Emma was so sweet and, and, and really fun to work with. This was really cool because it was a lot of firsts for us. Not only had we never played Calgary Stampede before, but none of the three of us had even been to Calgary Stampede. Um, so this was such an amazing experience to walk in and be you know, second last on the Nashville North stage on the Friday night, and there's six, 7,000 screaming people uh, on stage, and we brought a camera crew with us. Um, in fact, uh, good pal of ours, Brett Kissel, and us shared a camera crew for the weekend. We said, you know what, these are going to be great shows. Let's just capture them. So Brett had the guys on one day, and we had them on the other. And um, they just shot the show, and it was such an, a fun show to play for us. And, and Calgary has been so good to us that it was just awesome. We had, a, we had an absolute blast, and, and we had the guys for an extra morning. So we literally piled in the RV and headed out to the Drayton Valley and, um, and just messed around and shot a whole bunch of stuff. We jumped a bunch of fences and <laughs> found some great fields <laughs> and decided to have an old-fashioned foot race chasing some bourbon. <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was just, and it's just that's us. You know, we'll find a reason to to have a great time, no matter where you stick us. So, I think that, that that's what makes that video great. And what is it about your live shows that people are loving? And I think part of the answer is what you just said that you guys like to have fun. So, so the audience is seeing all three of you on stage having a blast. You know, it's 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 amazing. Uh, we're all really really close friends. We're all best friends. So I think that really comes across. Um, we're just we're having fun, and that's that's how we've always approached it. It's always been about having fun together, and uh, we're not really that stressed out when we go on stage. Because, come on, it's what a great way to spend an evening, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that really gets that, portrayed. We're having we're having just as much fun as everybody who's there. I can assure you. Right. Yeah, that is so cool. Uh, Glenn Fry, as I mentioned earlier, of course, everybody knows from the Eagles and passed away this month. And 2016 has been such a, a bad start in that sense to the, the singer, songwriter, musicians that we have lost. But 
specifically Glenn Fry and the Eagles and all their classic songs, you guys do a version of Seven Bridges Road. I heard it online earlier. And do you do this at your shows as well? Because the harmonies on it are, are just phenomenal. Thanks very much. You know what? Um, well, to start off, you know, Glenn Fry and the Eagles left such an indelible mark on country music. And while they may not have been a straight, you know, country band, no more or less than the band, um, they were always really important to us. And so I think that that's a song that we always wanted to do. I don't think we were courageous enough to do it before. <laughs> um, but in the course of the past, you know, I guess we've really been just messing around with that song the last two weeks. Um, and then one of the radio stations in Alberta had seen us do it live. We've been on the road with Lone Star for the past week. And uh, so we nice. did it live at a couple of radio stations and worked it into the set. And, I mean, it's such a, an incredible time. And it seems to be a, a good way to honor Glenn Fry and, and people really... I've been very excited about that version of the song. So, you know, we're honored to be able to perform that song. We love doing mm -hmm. it. Um, it's actually our warm-up song backstage, too. Um, great. So if we want to do a check of where we're at and who's still got a voice after the night before, <laughs> that's a good one to try to make sure you're on point. Dave, let me, let me backtrack. There's actually one song sure. that I get a little nervous in front of, and it's definitely that one. Oh, yeah. Because it's, uh, it's probably one of the hardest songs we do for us. And David sings so high on that song that it's sort of a, there are notes in there that only German shepherds can hear. <laughs> that's great. The Eagles' Seven Bridges Road, man, that's, that's an awesome song. And you mentioned Lone Star touring with them. I'll ask you about those guys. They're, I mean, I'm a huge fan of their music, and they have great harmonies as well. Another band that's known for, uh, for, for uh, harmonizing and sounding great together. Oh, fantastic harmonies, and it's amazing. We, we, we open for them, and we finish our set, and then we have to go do a bunch of things, so we get off the stage and clear the area, and then we're going through our equipment and packing things up, and then you're hearing these guys play, and you're thinking to yourself, holy cow, how many hits can one band write? It's just song yeah. after song after song, and you keep stopping and turning and listening, and you're thinking, wow, how good can these guys be, man? And they've been, they've been doing it a while, and they're still doing it well. It's amazing, and the original lineup is back together, aren't they? They are, and yeah, minus John Rich, I guess. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, <laughs> on Lone Star. Yeah, exactly, and it has done incredibly well. Um, <laughs> Dean Sams in that band was so gracious to us, um, specifically on the road this time. I mean, he, I got to sit down with him. This is my favorite part about playing with big uh, international acts. Is uh, I sit down and talk to him about you know what it was like when they got started, and 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 you always pick up on on things they learned along the way. And it's, it's happened to us with every single artist we've either run into or mm. played with. Um, they give you that sort of sense of things you just wouldn't know unless you went through it. Zach Brown did it. Um, we got to, Aaron and I got to spend some time with him on his bus on, on their tour. Um, and it's happened over and over again. Johnny Reed I have had incredible conversations with about business and, and being in a band. And, and Dean Sams was really that guy, too, that talked to me about what it was like to be in Lone Star when they started out. Um, mm -hmm. And so we had a conversation before we had even played a note for them. And then afterwards, they came back, and Dean would sit through our sound checks yeah, and, and would hang out with us and, and um, has, has since reached out and said, come hang out with us in Nashville. So we're really excited. Oh, Those guys nice. were so gracious to us. That is that is so great to hear because we we see these bands and these artists on television as fans we do and we think they seem so nice so it's great to uh, hear that uh, you know they're that supportive of you guys they're just nice guys yeah and, and you know what it's we're just we're not a fit we're a square peg in a round hole sometimes when it comes to to country music and so I think that uh, you know it, that seems to be something that they've picked up on consistently and. And um, and they've been really supportive. So, you know, we're really honored to be able to share the stage with artists like that, and, and we can't wait to do it again. Is is there anybody, as you mentioned there, uh, you know, a square peg, is there anybody out there that you can kind of model after to a certain degree or get inspiration from acts out there, you know, way back the Kentucky Headhunters group that, you know, is a little <laughs> bit outside but manages to find their way in? Well, yeah, I think that the obvious, you know, band we get compared to probably makes the most sense, and that is, you know, the Zach Brown guys. Um, in, number one, they've got, I think they outnumber us by maybe three guys on stage. But, <laughs> 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 um, you know, they, they were a strange fit when they came around, too, and, and like us, they've been, they've been at it for a while, and, and I think that we're of a similar ilk when it comes to the kind of music we write. The only thing you can do is, is make your contribution to country music by being genuine. And the day you try and do something that's not you or try and be something you're not, then no one's going to believe it any more than you do. 
So I think that, you know, they're one of them out there. I think that there's a lot of artists out there that we absolutely love that sit on the fringe, um, and, and there are more and more of them every day. And, I mean, my favorite artists still are, you know, um, have always been the Steel Drivers and Chris Stapleton going way, way back, and, and uh, mm-hmm. Sturgill Simpson and Jason Isbell and Drive-By Truckers, and, you know, there's so many of those out there. I mean, David, tallest man on earth, and, and all these other artists. So... I think there's loads of artists that are they're of a similar ilk. I think we probably are still different from all of those. As far as uh, brand new music goes from you guys, of course, the album In My Bones is out. People can pick it up at iTunes, hear the songs on the radio, including the latest. Maybe it's The Moonshine. Are you working on a new album uh, this year? Well, we're always writing. That's uh, kind of one of the things we love to do. So the the, the album will come out of the songs we're, we're probably working on right now and, and uh, songs we haven't even written, which is uh, pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we think there's a few more on this record that, uh, that, that are going to be pretty surprising. So I don't think we're done with this after Moonshine. Excellent. That is great news. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we get set to wrap up here, guys, I wanted to ask you, I'll start with you, David, uh, have you been starstruck yet in your on your tours and in, in, in Nashville? Have you run into somebody that you were like a little nervous about uh, talking to? You know what? I, I don't really get nervous in front of people. In fact, um, I've had people say to me like, "You can talk to anybody. You can talk, you know, to a judge, and then you can talk to the guy in the street. It's, it's not difficult." I just see people as people, so I don't get really intimidated. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, we played. Uh, Big Valley Jamboree last year, and we got picked up in a van, and we got brought to the back of the uh, the festival. And my gosh, I've never seen a stage that big in my life. <laughs> I, I was more intimidated by that size of that stage than any person I've ever met in my entire life. So that, was, that was pretty incredible. Right, that's awesome. And what about for yeah. you, Chris? Any Anybody you've been starstruck by or even just in awe of meeting? I think there's been lots of the in awe of meetings. Um, I, I think that you know meeting John Driscoll for me as as a banjo player um, from from Zach Brown was a big deal, and and meeting those guys and just having such a great time with them. I mean, our, our first our audition literally for the Sakamoto team um, was when we were put uh, as the opener for Zach Brown at Blue Bomber Stadium in Winnipeg. I mean, we'd played to maybe two three thousand people before, but never twenty nine thousand. So that was a bit of a change. Um, so, you know, that was a little unnerving, but it went so well. We had such a great time. Um, I think that, uh, like David, you know, w- when you really boil down these people, they're they're just like us. They're artists, and they're and they're gifted, and and they're lucky enough to be able to bring that gift to people who care about hearing it. And I think that um, those people are some of the most down to earth people that you've ever met. Um, and they just want to talk to other musicians, which yeah. is always really cool. Once you once you work your way through the handlers and you get to the actual yeah. musicians, it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we're we're so excited too that you know the next few months we're going to get to do some incredible stuff. So not only are we going back to Tennessee to do some writing and recording, we're going out on the road with Gord Bamford in April. Um, and we've had a chance to hang out with Gord a little bit, and we're really excited. We're going to share the stage a bunch of times this summer. Um, we're going to Europe for the first time ever, which I'm really excited awesome. about. Yeah. Um, we've been invited to play in France, and um, and that's going to be a blast at the American Music Festival and Tour, which is just a couple so- hours south of Paris. We're going to play a few other places while we're in Europe as well. And, and then the festival season starts, and, and because the live part has always been our favorite, you know, I'm already getting excited about all these country festivals that we'll mm-hmm. get to play and, and see friends and... and um, and see fans and play big stages, and, and that's what really gets us excited. So That is awesome to hear. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show to catch up and to, uh, of course, hear the new single that's out, Maybe It's the Moonshine, which is doing so well on uh, Country Radio and at CMT. Your website is thewashboardunion.com. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you, Dave. My pleasure. My guests have been David Roberts and Chris Duncombe from the Washboard Union, and, of course, Aaron Grain, part of the group as well. More conversation, more country music, coming up right now on In the Country with Dave Woods. Ontario's Amy Rose joins me here on the show. Always a great time chatting with her, and she has a brand new song out called One of These Days, which we will talk about and lots more. Welcome to the show, Amy. Hey, Dave. How are you? 
I am doing wonderful. So great to have you on this show. So great to be back. Thank you for having me. You're always a, a fan favorite. It's always a fun time, and you're just a fun person. Now, let's talk about that. Were you always <laughs> this way? Did you come out of your shell at a certain age, or were you always outgoing and, and just a blast? I, you know what? I, I, If you were to ask me, I think I was probably one of the most shyest people growing up. But if you ask anybody around me, they will tell you that I've always been a loudmouth. So I guess <laughs> personal preference. <laughs> <laughs> That is too funny. When you were, I know that you were on stage at an early age. Did that come pretty natural to you, getting up on a stage, or did that take a while to get used to? No, no. You know what? Um, I've always wanted to do it. I, I don't remember a time where I never wanted to sing um, and, and that I wasn't singing. I was five, uh, as I told you previously in other interviews. I was five when I got up mm-hmm. and sang for the first time on stage at a local fair here in Barrie, which we call Promenade Days. And I got up and I sang Stand By Your Man by Tammy Wynette. And, I mean, at that wow. point, really no one knew that I could sing. My family didn't even know. And I got up there and I sang. And from there, the rest is history. At five years old, it's amazing. I mean, to have found a voice at five is a uh, thing that's pretty incredible. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, like, I mean, it, I grew up in a house where music, country music in particular, was always played. And seriously, that's all you heard in, in my house, you know, growing mm-hmm. up. So, I mean, it, I think it just came naturally. Like, I was always around it. It was always playing. And I was always singing along to something or somebody, right? So, I mean, you know, when I when I seen people getting up on stage and, you know, singing in a mic, I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to get right. up there and I want to sing. I didn't care how old I was. I wanted to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's incredible. I mean, I grew up listening to country music as well in, in uh, my parents' home, you know, growing up with Hank Williams and Johnny Cash and George Jones, all the legends, as you mentioned, and then yes. discovering Alabama and Kenny Rogers and Steve Warner and Lee Greenwood, and I could go on and on because just every artist, uh, you know, I've loved ever since. Yes. You know, for you, just what is it about country music, Amy, whether it's the traditional stuff or country music of today, what is it about country music that uh, means so much to you? Oh, well, you know, talking about the classics, I mean, you have your Patsy Cline, your Kenny Rogers, like you said, your Dolly Parton, Loretta Lynn, Timmy Wynette, the list can go on. And I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the type of music that I grew up on. But I love how country music has evolved. You know, it's bigger than it's ever been. And and I like mm-hmm. how it's kind of switching genres. You know what I mean? Like, whenever have you, you know, in the past 100 years, <laughs> heard you know people like Kanye West combined or collaborate with Dolly Parton or Tim McGraw you know what I mean it's today's mm-hmm. music and I like how it stands out so I'm liking I'm liking you know what we're doing with country music now and how it's evolved but I mean it the classic music I also love too and I still incorporate that into our live shows for sure what are some of the covers you do of uh, the classic songs do you do do you still do Dolly Parton in your shows Absolutely, absolutely. It's probably one of our, you know, one of my favorites to do. We do nine to five, um, and we do Dolene as well as um, I'm a diehard yodeler. I mean, I grew up yodeling, um, you know, ever since ever since I was young. So I mean, we always do Cowboy Sweetheart, Patsy Montana, um, and incorporate that in there. But we still, to this day, um, sing the very first song that I ever sang on stage, "Stand by Your Man," and it it is such a hit during our shows. People love it. That is such a great uh, country classic from Tammy Wynette. And just you hear that song and it takes you back, whether you were you know, actually around in those days. It just takes you back to, to your young days and, and just, uh, you know, just that feeling the country classics give us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, every time I sing it, I feel like I'm that five-year-old kid getting up on stage again, you know, in front of that audience for the first time and just belting it out. I, I just love it. What do you think about the success of Chris Stapleton? I mean, a lot of people knew about him before the big uh, awards uh, last year, and, you know, he got into the forefront, and, of course, he was working his way towards that. But just for him to be on that award show, win those awards, and do that great performance with Justin Timberlake, you know, his music is really bringing back a traditional style. How, how cool is that? And maybe he'll influence, you know, more artists like him to, to, to have his same success. 
Oh, absolutely amazing. You know what? I think Chris has opened up a lot of doors for, you know, certain in particular artists that really aren't doing, you know, the the, the mainstream sound that's on radio now and what's being played, mm-hmm. you know, because he's so traditional, traditional, sorry, and I'm slurring my words, geez, <laughs> but he's so <laughs> traditional. And I mean, the, that performance that, that he did at the uh, the CMAs with Justin Timberlake. I mean, I, I just wanted to go to my room and practice after that because he was incredible. Just every every aspect of that performance was just absolutely off the wall. It was just amazing. Perfect. So traditional and just uh, just musical. And, and there's a, a song on his album that, uh, that I've been listening to a lot lately, which is done acoustically called Whiskey and You. And that's another one that is just, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a killer country song. It's traditional country music. Oh, the guy is just, he's about soul. I mean, he's saying Mm. soul. He is the definition of soul, and I love it. I love everything about him. Well, let's talk about some soul and some powerful vocals right now. I mean, you're known for that, Amy, those powerful vocals. You can belt these songs out like a Martina McBride. And this song is called One of These Days, and I was reading up on it online, Amy. I thought this was really cool because this was way back in the day, not a hit, but a song recorded by Leanne Rimes. It definitely was. It definitely was. It was put on uh, one of her albums. And I mean, it was an album that I'm not even 100% certain whether it was released or not, but it was put on um, the I Need You album. And I know that that song I Need You was released, but I think it was put on as a filler song. And I mean, I'm all about going and taking songs that really haven't been released and, you know, making them my own. And I mean, I fell in love with this song years ago, and I can't understand for the life of me why it was never released. But, you know, when the opportunity came up, I said, you know, let's do it. Let's do this song. I have a great feeling about it. And, I mean, the songwriters alone, um, Rick Allen Price and Vanessa Morgan, have, you know, have huge hits on their hands in itself, you know. So I'm just really hoping that I can make this one another one for them. <laughs> it's a beautiful song. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, Dale Oliver, who produced it, and there's some there's a cool story or two behind that. Uh, let's hear it now. It's brand-new music from my guest, Ontario's own Amy Rose, a beautiful song she does so well. It's called One of These Days.
And that's brand new music from my guest, Amy Rose. The song was just released a day or two ago. It's called One of These Days. Now, the producer on it, Dale Oliver. And tell me a bit about Dale. I understand that uh, you had dinner with him, and he uh, told you some great stories. (laughs) I had dinner with him, and it took everything (laughs) in me to try to keep it together and not cry. You know, Um, Dale, as many people know, is an extraordinary producer. I mean, he has done some incredible stuff. Um, He's produced Carrie Underwood's Jesus Take the Wheel, the gospel version, won a Grammy for it. Um, I mean, he's Bucky Coventing's producer. He's uh, Sawyer Brown's producer, works with Black Hawk. He's actually one of the original members of Black Hawk, which I was a huge fan of. So, I mean, this Mm -hmm. guy has gone and done incredible stuff. And, you know, the fact that he wanted to work with me just kind of already just boggled my mind. And then we went to Nashville to record this song after, you know, a few months of talking and prepping and getting things ready. I had never officially met him face to face. It was all through emails and talking to him over the phone. And, you know, we got down there and he said, I really want to take you and your husband, Jeff, out for dinner, you know, to kind of smooth the way and get everything ready and to talk. And we were there Mm -hmm. and he looked me dead in the eyes and I... Kid you not, my eyes cheered up, and he said, you know, Amy, there's not many people out there that can do what you do. And at that moment, it took took every ounce (laughs) of me not to lose my mind and start crying. So (laughs) I was just so overwhelmed. Just I I love him. I think he's a great guy, great producer, and I'm just so lucky to have met him and to be working with him. What a compliment and what a confidence booster. That's amazing from uh, someone as accomplished as Dale Oliver to – to give you those words of encouragement and that great compliment. I also understand that as much as you're resistant to change, uh, he changed the melody up on you. Is this true? And I think it was the verses. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you know, the funny, the funny thing is Dave is anybody that knows me knows that I do not deal with change. Well, and it was funny because when we were when we were talking the night before the studio, um, I was telling them that you know I had worked with the same producers for the last six years, um, Marty Beecroft and Glenn Colson, who you know, and I mean mm-hmm. I I was not keen at all on on working with new producers. You know I had envisioned myself working with Glenn and Marty until I was you know a hundred years old, and you know, <laughs> but it, it just you know I I could not picture myself working with anybody else, and I had specified that to him, and I said I do not deal well with change. So he never said anything to me the night before. And then when we got to the studio the next day and I had rehearsed this song for, you know, the last three or four months the same way, you know, as how Leanne does it. And we got there and he goes, you know, Amy, I want to run something by you. And, you know, he says it in the cutest little accent, too, where you can't you, you can't say no. Right. And, uh, you know, so I was like, hey, what's up? And he's like, well, I changed just a little something. And then when he had done the, the melody, I was like, a little something? I'm like, didn't we talk about the whole I don't deal well with change? And he goes, that's exactly why I didn't tell you last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, you know, we hammered it out and we did it. And, I mean, it just turned out great. It is a, a beautiful song, and I love hearing you sing that one. I know it's going to do well for you, Amy. I want to ask you, if you were to have – uh, if you were approached for the Amy Rose reality show, because you're a larger-than-life personality, you're fun, uh, energetic, as we already <laughs> talked about and people can hear, I'm going to give – this is wide open to you. The Amy Rose reality show, what would that look like? What would that be? <laughs> oh, gosh, you are leaving it wide. Version. I don't even know if I can – I don't even, yeah, the family version, that's it, the PG version, because I'm not even certain I can tell you what the what the extraordinary version would be like. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> as many people know, I'm a mom of three, three girls. So, I mean, that in itself, it's like drama galore in my house, right? But, um, oh, I don't, I don't know, you know, I, I would like to think that I'm like, I, how about like one of those reality shows about like the cool mom that's, you know, yeah. a, a mom by day, singer by night. Yeah, I, I think yeah. of myself as a cool mom, right? Right? Absolutely. <laughs> I love that uh, angle on it. You know, you see it doing the, the kids stuff, the school and the homework and all the stuff with the kids during the day. But then at night, you're on stage and you're you're rocking out. Exactly. It's like my alter ego has taken over and I'm completely, I'm just at a mom zone. I'm somebody else. <laughs> I don't know if that would fly, but you know, <laughs> you said PG. Hey, That's uh, as PG as I can get. <laughs> there you go. There'll be a DVD version with extras on it, and we'll we'll leave that for another <laughs> there time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. 
Are there any artists uh, at the moment, presently, Amy, that are catching your ears? Somebody new out there, and you know, from any genres, or somebody new that you're really uh, excited about these days musically? You know who I absolutely love is Adele. Just incredible and I mean she's released this new album 24 I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to it but I mean her stuff is just absolutely incredible and mind-boggling and I mean I just I love I love Adele love her I was a fan before but I mean I am I am like the extraordinary fan now (laughs) well yeah she has done so well I mean that first album of hers and now now the new one uh, and the song Hello, now, as you mentioned Adele, as though that name came out of your mouth, I thought to myself, you, Amy Rose, would sing Hello so well. You would belt that song out, just like Adele does. <laughs> I, I, you know what? <laughs> funny, funny story. So my sister, um, who cannot sing at all, I mean, like, it, it's, 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 not, it's not good. It's not good at all. But, <laughs> uh, we actually had a sing-off a couple weeks ago in a car that I might have been driving and Adele came on and the two of us had a thing off. And I mean, it's taped and it's on Facebook and you know, I, I don't know. I, (laughs) but but we did it. We did a thing off of Adele's hello. (laughs) It's there. Very cool. (laughs) I will go back and check that out because I missed that the first time around. And, uh, (laughs) and do we vote on uh, which one of you won this or, is it hands down you? Sounds like. Uh, well, you know, I'll I'll let you I'll let you you know <laughs> I'll let you figure it out for yourself. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, Adele, I can hear uh, her song and her style uh, fall, falling in line with yours. Well, Amy, it has been so cool to catch up. The time always flies when you're here, but it's always a lot of fun, and uh, it's so great to hear your new song one of these days. Thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I always love coming back to your show. You're incredible, Dave. I'm a huge fan of yours, so just keep what you're doing. Thank you, Amy. That means a lot, and you're always a great guest. You bring the energy, the fun, and you've always got an answer for for any question I throw your way, which is so great. My guest has been (laughs) Amy Rose. You're spending time in the country, bringing you the best in country music interviews. From Stettler, Alberta, I am so happy to welcome to the show Domino. The group is made up of Luann Carl, Russ Carl, Scott McKnight, and Kent Nixon. And on the line, we have three-quarters of Domino, Russ, Luann, and Scott. And my pleasure to welcome all of you to the show. Hello, David. Always great to hear those happy, enthusiastic voices. And welcome to the show. This is the first in the country of 2016, so it's it's awesome to have you here. Cool. Yay. Very cool, very cool. That's awesome. Thanks so much for having us, and we're honored to be your first guest of 2016. Well, it's always such a pleasure to have you guys here, and uh, not only to hear the music, but to chat. Always a fun time, and, and the interview usually takes place in a kitchen. It does. <laughs> I know the one interview, uh, my oven alarm went off. <laughs> Dinner's ready. Dinner was ready for everybody earlier. but me at that time. Yeah, that's right. You're you're a little later than than us yeah. out here in Alberta. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, a little later and too far away. But I'm so excited because yeah. we've got. Uh, a brand new single called Big Blue Sky, which we're going to play on the show from your album, Ghost. Well, let's start off talking about the great news behind Ghost and, and some other stuff tied into that. So the ACMAs are coming up on Sunday, January 31st, uh, and you guys are nominated for a group or duo, single of the year for One More Kiss, album of the year for Ghost, and fans' choice. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. That is very cool. Last year, you guys did pretty well, too, with nominations. Yeah, last year we had three nominations. We just hadn't released our album yet, so we didn't have a nomination for Album of the Year. But we were nominated for Songwriter of the Year um, for All We Need Tonight, which you and I wrote. That was wonderful. Yeah. And Duo and Fans Choice again. Mm -hmm. Pretty amazing to be recognized. By your province to be in that group of uh, nominees is uh, quite an honor. It absolutely is. It's we're blown away every year that we we've been nominated. We're 
so thrilled because you see the the other artists in the categories, and we are truly truly honored to be in the categories with them and, and be nominated. Mm-hmm. Great company in that uh, in those categories, absolutely. And when I was at the ACMA's website earlier, I noticed that, and I don't know, you can let me know if this was done previous years, but I thought this was cool. I think all provinces, including the one I'm in, Ontario, for, for country music, should do this. The ACMA's are being broadcast live on, in, in this case, Shaw TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's new this year. Oh, great. I think that's wonderful yeah. to doing that. Yeah, and I believe they're going to live stream it as well. So for those people who don't have Shaw, you're going to be able to still watch it online. So I, uh, the guys are getting their hair done Sunday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, sure so. Got to get in the perm, get in a pile high. <laughs> get in the perm. <laughs> That's awesome. And getting the makeup applied just right. That's right, yeah. I mean, you always love to dress up and, and uh, at those functions, but with it being on TV, you got to be extra, extra purdy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> got to take it to the next level. That <laughs> That is awesome. Now, let's talk about, uh, I mean, recently the sad news, of course, Glenn Fry from the Eagles passing away. I mean, and we've lost so many uh, big-name musicians in, in 2016, singers and songwriters. It's just crazy, but... But with Glenn Fry and the Eagles, I know that you guys, I mean, the harmonies for Domino are just amazing. Are the Eagles an influence uh, for one or all of you? All of us. All of us, yeah. Yeah. I think we all started out singing an Eagles song, yeah. you know, when Guaranteed. we first started singing. Was, yeah, I mean, take it easy and... Peaceful, easy feeling. Lion eyes. Already gone. When, when we first started playing together, um, we... The Eagles was a huge part of our set. We did two or three probably in each set. Um, because the harmonies, it just, we related to them so well. I mean, the songs are incredible, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. when Glenn Fry passed away, we were all pretty... Um, pretty despondent. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. We definitely one of the top bands that we would say has inspired us hugely uh, has been the Eagles for sure. Their their harmonies are amazing, and uh, as you, as you mentioned, there, I mean, just such a legacy of songs. And another one, Hotel California, that's one that when it comes mm. on the radio, I've got to listen all the way through. It just it's a great song every time. Yeah, absolutely. Kent has even got his nine year old son uh, listening to the Eagles and playing the Eagles, and he was pretty shook up about Glenn Fry <laughs> too. He phoned mm-hmm. his mom after school and. It was pretty sad. He said, I don't think I can handle it. So we're passing oh. on the love of uh, of the Eagles. And if we can even touch on their harmonies a little bit, we would be honored. So we really work hard to try and sound, have that same type of feel that the Eagles do. What about on the songwriting? Uh, so, sorry. What about on the songwriting side of things? And, of course, you and I have written songs together. Luann, you've written a bunch of songs, and, and, and the members of uh, Domino have. We'll start with you, Luann. What is it about songwriting that gives you the biggest thrill? Honestly, I think for me is is when it all comes together and you you have this this idea in your head that it when it comes out on paper and you and you get to perform it and you get the idea actually comes to fruition. You know that's that's so mm-hmm. exciting when it comes to maybe just a song title and and then it comes to be a full song. It just blows me away yeah. and and those moments where it just comes out of you without too much thought or too much work. And it's just, that's an amazing feeling. And and that's what I love about co-writing too, because you get to have those different ideas and different input that maybe you might get stuck on a certain route of doing the same kind of thing. So I enjoy co-writing to get the different, the different ideas, except with Russ. Russ mm-hmm. and I can't co-write. <laughs> kind of argue. So I can't go all paper, Dave. <laughs> you don't do it with <laughs> Husband and wife, they can't write a song together. What is that? What's that all about? I don't know, but <laughs> she says tomato, I say tomato. Right. It's just better for everyone. <laughs> Scotty and I can write that together. Is, just sure. so <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. Well, Russ, I want to ask you, uh, as far as songwriting goes, about the most challenging part of songwriting uh, in general. 
or specifically for you, something maybe you get stuck on or just the hardest thing to get past in, in writing a song? For me, it's, it's actually putting the words to the paper. I'm, I Generally, when I write or co-write, it's, it's to um, throw the, the message out there as, as compared to actually putting the lyrics down. Um, uh, I like, you're a great. You come up with I, tons of I'm ideas. I'm an idea man. You I'm are. Man, yeah. Uh, that and and I love when we can. If you sit down, you finally get it all done, and then you put it all together, and then people just start throwing in their 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 pieces of uh, whether it be a guitar part or a, uh, a mandolin part or something, and it just mold melts the way it is. It, it's that's probably the coolest part. When I when I think about writing, when it becomes that song, yeah. when it comes together, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, for you, Scott, is there a song that you've been a writer on that you've written that uh, you'd like to pitch to another artist that you think, wow, this song would really work well with this person, and I'd love to hear them sing it. Yeah, there's there's a few that um, you kind of you get involved in the writing part of it, and, and you. Let's do it. You know, this would go good for this guy. This would go good for this person. Uh, nobody in, in particular uh, that's really come to mind, but uh, I think Garth Brooks would do really good singing, like "One More Kiss." Or I, something. I think he should pick right? it up. Yeah. yeah. I think he should yeah. Pick it up. <laughs> Garth, if you're listening, you know that's that's one of my favorite things with songwriting too is hearing someone else sing your song. I I've had that happen a couple times, and that is. So it, that's surreal to me. I know I've written a couple songs with Joni Delorier, which has been a huge honor for me. And she texted me one night and said, I just performed Six Strings and a Bottle of Wine at, at a show in Calgary. And I was just blown away to think, yeah. wow, here's this song that, that I wrote that someone else mm-hmm. is singing. You know, we wrote it together. But to know someone else is performing it live, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really Love cool. It. I want to turn to a song from the album Ghost, which has a nomination for Album of the Year at the ACMAs. They take place on Sunday, January 31st, the Alberta Country Music Awards. It's your brand new single from that album. It's called Big Blue Sky. And uh, tell me a bit about the song. Maybe, Luann, uh, if you want to start. Sure. Um, Big Blue Sky was um, a pitch to us from from Nashville. We were going in to finish recording our album and Angie, our manager, sent us this song and said we picked our songs. We we decided on the final seven and or six actually, yeah. And Angie sent us this song and said, you know guys, just have a listen and everything about the song we liked. The the harmonies right off the bat, the feel of the song, the drive of the song, the the words, the lyrics. It just felt the songs that are pitched to you have to feel like who you are. And we all just really dug that song and thought, you know what, we can this will be fun. And this is something it sounds like domino. And yeah, it is a blast to play. It's a a hard song. It's it's, It's a hard song. It's a lot long time recording, lots of harmonies, lots of different parts, but uh, it's a blast. We just love it. Feel good driving down the road song. Nice. Well, let's hear that song now and uh, for our listeners to enjoy. My guests right now are Domino, Luann, Scott, and Russ. And a big shout-out to Kent Nixon. This is Big Blue Sky here on In the Country. Come on, baby, take a look outside. It's a big blue sky. Don't worry or wonder why we were 
That is Domino from Stedler, Alberta. The song is called Big Blue Sky. You'll find that on their album called Ghost. Uh, it's available at iTunes. And that album that that song appears on is up for Album of the Year at the Alberta Country Music Awards. They're also up for Fans' Choice, Song of the Year for One More Kiss. That's on the Ghost album and a group or duo. What is it like for you guys in the studio? And Russ, I'll throw this question out to you. Are you guys pretty comfortable now uh, recording? It's definitely been a shall we say a challenge when we first started out <laughs> um well not really I, when we first started out we went to uh this awesome awesome recording studio out in Mamio Beach and it was so laid back and so easy going um that we 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 planted down a few few songs and then when we started uh recording with Johnny at uh, MCC it was like boom uh, it was amazing, like the, the things the way he he, he produced uh, for us to 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 see the fruition of how the song started and ended. It, it was night and day. So yeah, it's been it's been a blast uh, growing, to say the least, in regards to a recording of a song for sure. Is there any secret, Luann, that you guys have for taking the same energy? that you put on stage for, for the live shows in front of a big crowd and bringing that into the recording studio? Lots of coffee. 
No. <laughs> the wee bit of rum. No. Yeah, a little bit of rum, no. Um, you know, that's, that's a hard thing sometimes. I know with me when I was doing some vocals for, I think it was Down by the Bonfire, Johnny had to tell me to maybe don't move around so much. Because <laughs> I just was feeling it. So, you know, and you do have to focus on your vocals. That's very important. And um, But I know we absolutely love to record. It's like Disneyland for us. Well, especially Scotty and I. Kent, Kent and Russ found it in the early days to be a little more stressful. But this this album was absolutely phenomenal to to uh, to to record and we're also supportive every time one of us went in to do a part it's high fives and go get them and you know clapping and lots of laughter mm-hmm. lots. we're just such good friends and we just have a great time together do you have any rituals before you go on stage to perform to either get the energy there or just to come together as a band anything you do um you know not necessarily well be- before the show we usually you know let's go get them have a good show we mm-hmm. a lot of times at the end of the show it there's a lot of hugs. I know the guys are like, Oh my god That's what you get from a girl in the But I know deep down they love it. So you know, when you have a really, really good show and there's just um high fives or a group hug at the end of the show and we really appreciate the work that we all do and the struggles that we've been through and so we let each other know how much we appreciate each other. So that's probably the biggest thing um, that we do. That's great. Yeah. That is really, really cool. And I'm sure one of the songs, I mean, you've got a lot of energetic songs, but one that I love from your previous album called Scrapbook, the very first one called 2.15. So the hook is 2.15 in the afternoon. There's 2.15 to go to get you to 4.30. But the cool thing about that is the song itself is 2 minutes and 15 seconds. I mean, that's everything coming together. <laughs> Yes. The planets did align on that one. Yeah, the planets aligned. The planets aligned on that one. It sure did. It it has had such a life of its own, and it did so well for us. And um, we that number two fifteen shows up so often for us. We finish recording that album at Friday at two fifteen. When I recorded the vocals for that song, our producer at the time said, Luann, look at the time, and it was 2.15. It just, so many things wow. have happened with, with old numbers. We've had mm. fans text us pictures with their room numbers being 2.15. Um, yeah, and we get comments all the time about that song. It really, people really like it, and it's a blast to play yeah. live. So, it's a, It's an awesome song, and that's from your... Uh, previous album called scrapbook which has some great songs on it your new album is ghost it's also available at itunes and it's up uh, for album of the year at the acmas the alberta country music awards coming up this sunday our listeners can find you not only at itunes but at uh, your website dominobandsite.com guys thanks so much for being here real pleasure awesome thank you thank you dave dave really appreciate it Always a great time, and we'll be talking again in 2016 about uh, more music and more of the great things you guys are up to. Once again, my guests have been Domino with Russ Carl, Scott McKnight, and Luann Carl, and missing from the show, and we're sending our regards out to Kent Nixon. Great to have Domino here on In the Country. In the Country with Dave Woods has been broadcasting live from Ontario, Canada since 2009. Over the years, Dave has welcomed the biggest names and the newest voices of country music on his show. He grew up on country and embraces the past and present and gets excited about the new singers and songs played on the radio every day. Dave has interviewed country stars like Michelle Wright, Gord Bamford, and Carolyn Don Johnson. If you enjoy hearing the stories behind your favorite songs or how a singer got their start, then tune in to In the Country with Dave Woods. Every show airs live, but it's no problem if you ever miss one. It stays available online as a podcast. You can listen to it anytime, day or night. If you love country music, you'll love In the Country with Dave Woods. He always gets to the heart of country music. A big thank you to all my guests on this episode of In the Country, the Washboard Union, Domino, and Amy Rose. I'm Dave Woods. Stay tuned for more great country music and great country interviews next time on In the Country. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.